نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس اتقوا الله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما Believers, be mindful of Allah Always remember your creator who created you who fashioned you who put you in this world for a purpose Believers, be mindful of Allah and speak correct speech. Make sure that what you say is thoughtful, is nice, has a purpose. And believers, make sure that you always follow Allah and His Messenger, because indeed the one who follows Allah and His Messenger has guaranteed His success. Now I need you to listen closely to the few ayat I'm about to recite, and tell me if you can find what's the common thread that I'm trying to get at with these ayat. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتى على الإنسان حين من الدهر لم يكن شيئا مذكورا إنا خلقنا الإنسان من نطفة أمشاج نبتليه فجعلناه سميعا بصيرا إنا هديناه السبيل إما شاكرا وإما كفورا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فأما الإنسان إذا ما بتلاه ربه فأكرمه ونعمه فيقول ربي أكرما وأما إذا ما بتلاه فقدر عليه رزقه فيقول ربي أهانا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعاديات ضبحا فالموريات قدحا فالمغيرات صبحا فأثرن به نقعا فوسطن به جمعا إن الإنسان لربه لكنود وإنه على ذلك لشهيد وإنه لحب الخير لشديد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر four short passages from the Qur'an. First, Surah Al-Insan, the first three ayahs. Then, Surah Al-Fajr, ayah 14-15, or 15-16. Then, Surah Al-Adiyat, the beginning five, six, or seven ayat. And then, Surah Al-Asr. And in all of them, you heard the word, Al-Insan. But I didn't recite, لَقَدْ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِينَ I didn't recite لَقَدْ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي كَبَدْ There's a few, there's not only these four passages that have the word insan. These four passages, they describe what this insan does. How this insan behaves. What's going to happen to this insan? What is an insan? Insan means a human being. So all the passages I recited are not well, one of them is talking, but not only, and the other ones are not even talking at all about how Allah created the human being. That's not the topic. The topic of all four of these passages is what's going to happen to this human being according to what he does. And this is scary. This is very scary. Because 
سورة الفجر سورة العاديات and سورة العصر are not describing good things to happen to the human being. Let's listen to them. The human being, when Allah blesses him, it's a test. When Allah blesses him and honors him, it's a test. He says, ah, I'm honored. My master has honored me. But when Allah limits his rizq, limits his blessings and gifts, limits his sustenance, he says, my master has disgraced me. No way. You are the one who doesn't honor the orphan. You are the one who doesn't feed the poor. You are the one who loves this dunya and all the money in this dunya. Okay. That was the passage in Surah Al-Fajr. Now we go to Surah Al-Adiyat. In the first five ayat, Allah is talking about people who use horses to harm others. Which doesn't happen too much nowadays, but back in the days, you can imagine, you've seen movies, people used to fight wars with horses and use the horses for other things. Allah talks about people who use horses to harm others, to attack the weak and pillage and rob. And then He says that the human being is so thankless and disloyal to his master. And He knows very well and he's so addicted with all the material things of this world. He loves them so much. He has shadeed love. He has intense love for this material world. And then Surah Al-Asr says that every human being is a loser. So all three passages are not very good about the human being. What does Allah mean? What does Allah mean to say when he says these things in many passages like this? When Allah says these things, He's talking about, by default, a human being who doesn't care to know why he's here, a human being who doesn't understand who created him and how he came here and what he's here for, a human being who doesn't know Allah, doesn't have any guidance, doesn't have any message from Allah. That human being, by default, will tend to have these very negative traits, these traits of complaining, of feeling like you're special when Allah gives you a blessing and complaining when you don't have what you want. Or these wrong characteristics of using the blessings of Allah to harm others and being thankless. Or all these wrong characteristics of losing. But in all of these passages, Allah also tells us what to do because he's talking about people who don't know why they're here and what they're here for and what, who created them. And they don't know Allah. So that's why they're described like this. That's why their behavior is described like this. So Allah tells us what is the solution so we don't fall under that category of a human being who's complaining, of a human being who's not thankful, of a human being who's disloyal, of a human being who's a loser. Nobody wants to be a loser. Nobody wants to fall in that category. So what do we do? Let's finish up Surah Al-Asr now. Every human being is a loser. Every human being is deep in loss. Except those who believe and do good deeds and encourage each other to patience. Sorry, encourage each other to the truth and encourage each other to patience. Allah gave us the key to success.
the key not to be a loser. But he says, we're running out of time. We cannot let time go by and that we don't focus on this. If you don't play the game, you lose the game. If the clock is ticking and you don't do anything, you end up losing the game. This is very clear. Every human being will be a loser unless they recognize who is Allah. They care to know why they're here and they do something about it. Don't let the clock tick. Years are going to go by. You're going to be in high school. You're going to be in college. You're going to have a job. You're going to have kids. You're going to have a family. The clock is ticking. And what did you do? Don't let the clock tick and you don't do anything. Don't be a loser. Don't be a person who just lets time go by and ends up losing. Instead, take ownership of your own life, of your own destiny, of your own success. If you just sit and wait, there's always going to be distractions. You might, all of us, know that Allah is the Creator and He created us and we have a purpose in life. But if we just sit and wait, we're going to get so distracted that we might spend our whole life not doing anything about what's going to happen to us in the hereafter. Don't let that happen to you. Take ownership of your fate, of your destiny, of your success in the hereafter. So now let's go back to the first passage that I recited, which had this concept of Al-Insan. It's called Surat Al-Insan. It's also called Surat Al-Dahr. And I wouldn't mind calling it Surat Al-Jannah. Just because it is a surah that has more than 50% of the surah is describing Jannah. So now, Surah Al-Insan is describing Jannah for more than half the surah. That's motivating. After all the negative things that I've described about what Allah says of the human being, in Surah Al-Fajr, Surah Al-Adiyat, and Surah Al-Asr, Surah Al-Insan is talking about Jannah. Let's go to Jannah. Everyone is going to go to Jannah except the person who doesn't want to. Who would not want to go to Jannah? Whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger goes to Jannah. Whoever doesn't follow Allah and His Messenger has refused, didn't want to go to Jannah. So what does Allah say at the very beginning of that surah? Calling us to Jannah, calling us to success. And then He describes Jannah, but what does He say about getting to Jannah? Those three ayahs I recited, those are the key. هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ حِينٌ مِّنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُنْ شَيْئًا مَذْكُورًا Don't think that you are important. You are only, your only value in the eyes of Allah is your mindfulness of Allah, your taqwa. Nobody has more honor than another person in the eyes of Allah except in taqwa. Your heart being connected to Allah. Think. Human being, think. Do you remember when you were non-existent? You think you're that important? No. We have created the human being and we test him. This life here is a test. We have made him able to hear and able to see. This is how you can get to success. 
There are many people in history who did not receive a revelation from Allah, but they still believed in Allah. Because Allah says, this life is a test and we have given you the means to pass the test. Rasulullah told us about many people who were living a little before him, who didn't have his message, but they didn't used to worship idols. So he was asked, what about Waraqa ibn Nawfal? He never officially accepted the message of Rasulullah He never said, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. So they wanted to know about him. These people, they're called Hanif. Those who, through the gifts of Allah, of hearing and seeing, which is how we understand the world. Our hearing and our seeing helps us to understand. That means to use our brain to understand. Those people who did use their hearing and seeing to understand and came to the conclusion that they're here for a purpose, that Allah has created them, they will be successful. They will go to Jannah. Even if they didn't have a messenger, that they needed to follow the message of that messenger. And that's the case with many of the messengers. They grew up without revelation from Allah. They were not a messenger at the very beginning of their life. Yet, they came to the conclusion that they should not worship idols. Take the example of Nuh. Take the example of Ibrahim. They knew, they understood without needing a message. But, after Allah has told us that He expects us to think and believe through thinking, that could be enough. But He still adds more. He adds that on top of that, if you need more help, we have helped him, we have guided him. We have guided him, we have given him instructions, revelation. Let him show, let that human being show if he's going to be thankful or if he's going to be a disbeliever. Allah is comparing thankful and disbeliever, telling us that kufr, a disbeliever, is not just the opposite of a believer. A disbeliever is also opposite of a thankful person. Allah has guided us to see whether we will be thankful or whether we will be ungrateful, which is Allah is equating ingratitude to Him to disbelief. A person who doesn't thank Allah, Allah is almost saying like that person is like a disbeliever. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله We thank Allah for guiding us because we like that we're not, our intellect is not the only means we have to find Allah. We also have guidance. Because those who were able to find Allah without any message whatsoever are very few in history. Alhamdulillah, we have the guidance of Allah. We have the message of Allah to help our intellect to come to the correct conclusions. We thank Allah and then we see what He has promised us. The rest of Surah Al-Insan describes Jannah. 
There's some ayahs in the middle that are not specifically describing Jannah, but most of the rest of the surah describes Jannah. And Jannah, the water springs are following you along. And you have all flavors that you want. You can snap your fingers and a water spring will spring out with whatever fl flavor you want. Now all of us who have been out hiking or doing any outdoor activity that it requires to go in a remote place, what do you pack up with you? And that's an exciting moment. You're packing up all your favorite snacks and your favorite juice. You pack up what's best for you. And then as you grow, you realize that if you take too much sugar, it's not going to be good for you, so you become more serious and put water in there. In Jannah, you don't, you don't plan for that. You just go, and whenever you want, it's on demand. Those water springs are on demand wherever you are. Subhanallah. People in Jannah get to chill and get to be served by the trees that have the fruits. In this world, you have to go to the store to buy the fruits. We don't realize all the efforts that the farmers go through to bring fruits to the store. We have to buy the fruit. And back in the days, it used to be more effort. You have to go to the tree and pick the fruits. And it's only a particular season that the fruit comes. In Jannah, the, the branches lower themselves so that you can grab the fruit. And every single bite is better than the one before. In Jannah, the beauty of Jannah is nothing compared to anything we can do in this world. In Jannah, the uh, silverware or the glasses and cups that you drink from are made of, we don't understand how this works, but they're made of a mix of silver and crystal that you can see through. Now silver, like my ring, you can't see through. And crystal is beautiful and you can see through. It's a mix of the two that you can see through. So you can imagine, you can try to imagine how beautiful things are going to be in Jannah. And Allah is just talking about the glasses we drink from. <laughs> this is in Surah Al-Insan. Other places he talks about other things that are beautiful in Jannah. So use that imagination to think of any beauty in Jannah. And then remember the hadith of Rasulullah that the Jannah is nothing like any eye has ever seen. No comparison possible. And nothing like any ear has ever, hear, has ever heard. Nothing, no comparison. And Jannah is nothing like whatever a human being has ever been able to imagine. Doesn't even come close to anything like Jannah. Jannah is way beyond anything. Whatever, whatever thought just barely crosses your mind, or whatever desire barely comes to your heart, Jannah is way better than that. Way beyond that. In Jannah, you get served. You don't have to make any efforts. You can enjoy whatever you want to enjoy without having to make any efforts. In Jannah, you have a huge kingdom in which everything is for you. So all of you in this room, there are many things that you like to do. Your kingdom will have that in Jannah. May Allah let us enter into Jannah through His mercy. Ameen. Anything you can think of will be in your kingdom in Jannah. 
You get transportation anywhere you want, instant transportation anywhere you want to go in your kingdom. In Jannah. And in Jannah, Allah Himself, the King of Kings, وَسَقَاهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ شَرَابًا طَهُورًا Allah Himself serves you. Allah Himself comes and gives you the drink. Allahu Akbar. We ask Allah that He allow us to be among the people who can see His face on the Day of Judgment and who can be in the presence of the messengers and the angels in, the, in Jannah. Ameen. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر اللهم اجعلنا منهم آمين Allah make us from among those people who are the exception they're not losers they're not human beings who are losers Let make us the exceptions who believe and do good deeds and encourage to the truth and encourage to patience ربنا وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة